spirit is too light, it can take your free will. It can steal your zeal, your fervency, your positive, if you want to look at it that way, outlook on life, life, your perspective. So what is sorrow then? If sorrow breaks the spirit and we live our life by our spirit and serve God by our spirit, then what is sorrow? Number three, this is very important. Sorrow is a self-made worry or pain caused by idolatry. This is so important. When we look at it from our viewpoint, what has this done to me? How do I feel because this has happened? If you begin to idolize yourself, your own mind, your own life, your own emotions, your own heart, you then become an idol and this pain, which can cause uh, a breach, a, broke, a break, or a wound. And actually, the word means fabricate. It means to make something out of nothing. You know, this is easier said than done. When something terrible happens, and we're very disappointed, whether it's our own fault, we made a bad decision, or it's beyond our control. If we allow what it does to us and that's all we think about that's all we care about that's all we dwell on how does this affect me this becomes idolatry a lot of people don't realize this because they're so introspective they're so self-conscious they're so worried about how does this apply to them personally it can break your spirit it can literally drive it away. Uh, you know, we had a, a dog named uh, Chato. I miss Chato. He, I, I really liked him, but Chato had a bad attitude. Not that he was aggressive or mean. Chato was a coward. And nobody ever hit him. Nobody ever even raised a hand. He was treated very kindly. Uh, our other dog was named Angie. She was always happy, you know, wagging her tail, bouncy. Chato act like he, he had the worst self-esteem. If you even walked up, he'd roll over and say, don't hit me. You know, uh, he wasn't being disciplined at all. He, his spirit was, something happened to him when he was a baby. I don't know. He never got the grace of God, the victory. But he, he just was beat down. You know, literally like we talk about a dog, a tail-tucked, run-off, a beat dog. He was never beaten, never mistreated. Uh, there was something wrong with his spirit. And that's what it means when you have a brokenness. You almost, that's why the Bible says, the righteous are bold as a lion, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. There's something that happens in the spirit and it's all about idolatry of self idolatry of emotions idolatry of selfishness when you think about it you know most I, I think about this a lot nobody's hitting us nobody's put us in handcuffs 
Nobody is taking away anything from us. Nobody is threatening us. Nothing has happened physically. But your average person today is so weak in their spirit, they're affected by the news, happenings, the weather, money. Life is still life. And life is great. Uh, life is great by the grace of God. He made us and gave us life. But why is it that so many people are broken? They're beat down. They're defeated. They whine. They're negative. They're pessimistic. It, it seems like they can't even face the basic responsibilities of life. Uh, I was counseling somebody and they said, I'm very depressed. I'm so sad. I'm not going to make it. I need some pills. Now that's what they, I need something. I'm not going to make it. I said, well, what happened? Did somebody die? Oh, no. I said, well, what happened? Did you lose all your money? Oh, no, I got plenty of money. Everybody's healthy. Well, what happened? I just, I just can't get going in the morning. I just can't get going in the morning. And it's just so overwhelming that I have to get the kids ready for school and prepare their life. I just don't know if I'm going to make it. So what, what does that mean? It was all about them. They didn't care about their kids. They didn't care about their husband. They didn't care about anybody but themselves. And, and that's what happens. We begin to focus too much on how does this affect me. Now, I know we're all affected by the weather. If you've been working out in it, it's brutal. Uh, water isn't even enough. I don't even know if you drink Gatorade, that's enough. I don't even know what you do. Uh, just overwhelming heat. But then it, it is true though, it's just weather. It's just weather. You know how many people change their whole life because of weather? They will move to another state because of weather. They'll try to change their job because of weather. They'll just make major decisions because of weather. They'll let weather ruin their vacation or they'll just allow it to dictate. They'll become a slave. Their spirit will be breached or broken by something like the weather. But somebody else hears it. It's just weather. I mean, it's just weather. Nobody's tied you up. Nobody's done anything. It, it depends on how we view it and how we magnify it as it pertains to us. So here's the important thing. If your spirit gets breached, as we talked about last week, or if your spirit gets broken, then if you do not solve the problem. It will have a lasting effect in what the Bible calls it will become wounded. Now, let's look at Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. And this is the verse we mentioned earlier. But look at verse 14. Proverbs 18, 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity but a wounded spirit who can bear. Nobody, no matter how strong you are, can bear a wounded spirit. 
This is very important doctrine. This word wound means an aromatic gum or spice stimulated by smiting or breaking. You know, there are certain spices and aromas that they do not discharge the, the nature unless it's hit, unless it's crushed, unless it's broken. And it's real sad, a lot of people are really hurt. A lot of people will not help themselves. And so once this begins to happen, if you settle into this condition, what does it say? It can sustain your infirmity. It will make your problems continue longer than they would have. Uh, I never forgot this story that our Bible professor told us at college. He was uh, counseling this girl came in, loved God, uh, at Bible college, and he said, what's your problem? She says, I'm scared to death, I'm depressed, I'm making bad grades, I can't focus in class, uh, I've lost my spirit. He said, what's wrong? She said, well, my grandmother died of cancer. And she had a very worrisome attitude, always worried, fretted, hypochondriac, you know, it's the worst thing that's going to happen. And my mother got that same spirit. My mother was negative, worried, dreaded all the time, talked negative. My mother got cancer. She died of cancer. And she said, I'm scared to death that this is going to happen to me. I'm scared to... And uh, he said, well, you got to turn it over to God, a wounded spirit. Who can bear it? And it will sustain your infirmity. True story. She got cancer. She died of cancer. As a birth. And, and that's not, uh, I don't remember what they call it, DNA or inherited cancer. They want you to do these tests if it can be passed on or was it inherited physically. We're talking spiritually. We're talking an attitude of fear. Because the Bible says the fear of the wicked shall come upon them. Now, I'm not saying everybody who gets that's wicked. There, there's a principle, though. Whatever you succumb to, you become the slave, and it can literally change your life and ruin your spirit. And you can also overcome it by doing the exact opposite. The opposite of fear is faith. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is your attitude? Is God, how great is your God? How big is your God? Or do you limit God to your limitations? God can do anything. God can change any circumstance. God can provide any need. He can heal any sickness. God can change any heart. He can do anything. But if you settle in to that just getting by, mediocre, defeatism, woe is me. You know, I've, I've seen it all the time. You know, we talk about it, it's kind of sad, but it's true. That, that one person where if you ever ask them how they're doing, you're sorry that you asked. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and, and it's really not even that bad. No. 
it's so bad I'm making 85000 a year and it's just so terrible and you just don't understand this somebody hurt my feelings and oh it's just so terrible and our riding lawnmower won't start and it's in the heated seats just aren't working right and the, the, the divided cooling just it's so terrible um, and our intermittent windshield wiper isn't really timing it just right when it's misting when I'm on the way to work uh, having it so rough woe is me and you see them coming got a usually a hunchback slant like this yeah that, that's the type when how you doing like I, I've seen them in HEB hey at the other end <laughs> I've I got to find something on this other aisle. No, I'm not saying to be rude, but there's some, because what will happen is they'll want to drag you down. They'll want to make you feel what they feel to become what they are to break you down. So you have to watch it because why? The wounding is by smiting. By smite, and when you get hit over and over, and you don't have the grace of God for healing and forgiveness, before you know it, you know, you can just see it dwelling on the past, can't get over something that happened in your childhood, never will forgive, never can let it go, these types of things. So, number one, we serve God with our spirit. Number two, sorrow breaks the spirit. Number three, sorrow is a self-made, idolatrous warrior pain that we impose on ourselves. Number four, this is the key. The only victory over sorrow is cheer. There is no other victory. You know, you're not going to have your favorite comfort food. You're not going to have your favorite cool drink. You're not going to have your favorite vacation. You're not going to go get a massage and go to a, a spa. That's not going to solve your problem. You're not going to take a vacation on the beach, lay in the lounge chair, drink a drink with an umbrella coming out of it. You're not going to change the weather. You're not. If you make more money, it isn't going to solve the problem. What is the, what is the only biblical solution? Cheer. Cheer. Now... In John 16, I, I want us to turn to this because it's so simple. But once again, easily, more easily said than done. You say, how am I going to get over the sufferings and the sorrows of life? Look at John um, 16. I love this verse. Verse 33. John 16, 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, what did he say to do? Pray for cheer? No. He said, ask for it? No. Did he say fellowship with other Christians? No. He said, be of good cheer. So you have the power of free will, of volition, to make right decisions, to be of good cheer. 
It is I, be not afraid. I have overcome the world. My peace give I unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. There is peace in the midst of the storm, but, you know, I learned this a long time ago. I can choose to have cheer. I can choose free will. So here's my options. Will I stay sorrowful and broken or wounded or breached? Or will I choose cheer? I choose be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's, there's nothing that can hurt you unless God wills it. Be of good cheer. So as I said in 2 Thessalonians 4.13, we sorrow not as others who have no hope. We can, the only solution is cheer. And so many people are looking for comfort and uh, a change. They think money can buy it. Doesn't work. So, number five. Cheerfulness, and this is the key, is a choice to accept the sovereignty of God versus the idolatry of selfishness. You choose to accept the sovereignty and the providence of God. Be of good cheer. Now, I, I was taught this a long time ago. It's very simple. God is omnipotent. That means He's all-powerful. He can do anything. God is omniscient. He knows everything. God is love. God wants what's best for you. He, can, he knows what's best for you. He can do what's best for you. He has unlimited power. He is God. If I accept that, then that means whatever's happened, God has allowed it, and there's a reason, and I can accept that so I can be of good cheer. I can face it with confidence that God loves me. He can change it if He wants to. He knows what is best. There's a reason. So this word cheer, it means to take courage. Now, remember, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is facing your fear. When you're afraid, face it. And it actually means a daring boldness of extreme conduct to choose cheer versus the pain of idolatry. I know it's kind of difficult to understand sometimes, but it, it's not personal. It's not personal. You know, the weather is not personal. I know it's, we take it personal. Uh, the laws that govern God's creation, they're not personal. It, it's, it's not happening just to me. But if I see it that way and I begin to feel sorry for myself and then I magnify it, then I dwell on it and I look at only the negative as it affects me, then what will happen? Then I can get breached, broken, wounded. Now it's, I'm traumatized. And if you don't go to God for healing, it's going to last a long time. It will sustain your infirmity. 
But what did Jesus say? Be of good cheer. Remember when he walked on water and they were scared to death they were going to drown? They thought it was a ghost walk. He said, it is I. Be of good cheer. Be not afraid. It is me. So, whatever happens, as bad as it is, we can't take it personally and turn our feelings into an idol. And that's what most people do. Most Christians do this. So let's turn back in, in conclusion to our text. Look at Proverbs 15 again, if you will. And let's just read these verses again. The word merry means to brighten up and to be gleeful. Now, how do I brighten up and be gleeful? Because you can. If you think about Philippians 4 says, think on these things. On good things that God has done. So look at uh, Proverbs 15 and look at verse 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So the countenance, people say the, the eyes are the windows of the soul, but the countenance of the face is a manifestation of the condition of the spirit. You can just see it. If someone's kind of hit down a little bit or they're suffering, or you can see if they've if they're on topside, in other words, they have cheer by free will. Just to decide, I'm not faking it. I'm, I have cheer. I'm going to smile. I'm going to hold my head up. I'm going to have good posture. I'm going to have a brightness in my eyes. I'm going to have a spring in my step. I'm going to be friendly. I will overcome this. I am uh, on the winning side, praise the Lord. No matter what happens. But if you're not careful, we've all done it. Woe is me. It's so bad. It's all about me because this is what's happened to me. This is the way I feel. And I'm traumatized. And then the old saying, Paul said it. If I make you sorry, how can you be used to God to encourage me? You know, that, that's very important in your marriage and your friendships. You know, some people, if you make your spouse sad, how are they going to make you glad? It, it's just not a wise way to live. And it's all an attitude of the Spirit, and it's choice of free will, and it means to brighten up. Brighten up and be gleeful. How do you do that when something bad's happened? Free will. Free will. You know, you think about right now, a million billion eons into eternity, there will be worlds without end, Philippians, I'm sorry, Ephesians says, in the kingdom of heaven, we'll be shouting and praising God a million billion, we can't even fathom, eons from now in eternity. And these little things that we allow us to uh, beat us down, that's what the word means, to smite us and to try to breach us or try to break us and try to wound us. Remember, the devil follows the path of least resistance. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If he knows this works, he'll keep doing it. 
But if you let him know, that doesn't work on me. It's not nothing to be proud about. That doesn't work on me. I'm not going to turn myself, my personal circumstances, into an idol. So look then again at the famous verse we've looked at a while ago, chapter 17 of Proverbs, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bone, and your blood... Your red blood cells, your white corpuscles, which is your immunity, comes out of your bones and the marrow, and you want it to be very healthy and lubricated, but a broken spirit does what? Dries up your bones. It dries up your bone. And how do you solve that problem? A merry heart. I'm a merry heart. That doesn't mean you laugh all the time. You know, I know somebody who, I'm, I'm through, but... Their, uh, their solution to everything is laugh. And you can, it's, you can see they're hurting, and it's sad. But uh, have you ever noticed laughing goes, <laughs> you know, it's always, <laughs> and then when they get mad, it's, it's, it's nothing to do with this. <laughs> and then when, when it's sad, it's all, it's all just down. So how, how are we going to solve the problem? I know this is, some people don't like this, free will. <laughs> you know, some people, what pill do I take? Or what book do I, what, what video can I watch? Or what can I drink? Or No, free will. You know, the solution is within us. So the old Chinese parable, I was taught in China about the uh, great, great man who was... Uh, riding an ox and he rode this ox all over to these little towns and everywhere he'd go he'd say hey I'm, I need to buy an ox do you know any ox for sale and they'd say there's no ox for sale in this little village and he'd just ride it and finally he pulled into this little village there was a man with snow white hair a wise old man and he said I'm looking to buy a, a, an ox he said you're riding it it's the deep I'm, you know, you say, what? That's the deepest, one of the deepest truths you could ever, you're riding. The solution is in you. Not, not the New Age movement, trash. No, free will. Free will. You can choose to be of good cheer. Or you can sulk and mope and be down and you can live there and you can be traumatized, and then you can justify it, and the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. All right, let's stand. I hope you learned something that could help you.